Hi, everyone. This is a Lynn Quickie on something that could fill a universe of libraries. How to get through a divorce or any breakup. Because a breakup is a breakup. Some are more complicated than others, but let's face it, it all involves some level of pain. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. I speak from experience on how to get through a divorce because, full disclosure here on Advice for Life with Lynn, I've been married two times. In fact, I've been married my entire adult life. (laughs) So I got some experience, peeps, okay? I first got married at 22 years old. I had just turned 22 a month prior to my wedding. So honestly, let's just call it 21 years old, okay? I met this guy when I was 16. And of course, what the hell do you know at 16? We dated all through college. And then, you know, we did the next logical thing right after graduation. We got married. I love this man, of course, and at 21 years old, that's, you know, the love that I knew, but I was also very, very afraid to be alone. I didn't know this at the time, because, you know, I was only a kid, but I was afraid to make it in the world all by myself. I was laser focused on becoming a television news reporter, and I knew that I would have to move around the country a lot to work my way up, and deep down, I was terrified of doing this all by myself. So, I had a great solution. Get married and drag somebody else around with me, (laughs) so I wouldn't have to be afraid. I was married for eight years, and we did accomplish a lot. He went through architecture school, and I moved around, and I climbed up the ladder of television journalism. But again, what the hell did I know about marriage? Nothing. And we both had a lot of growing up to do. That happens when you get married in your 20s. Hence, divorce number one. But through all tragedy comes an opportunity to grow. And that's when I started seeing my first therapist when I first got divorced. Um, this therapist has really turned into my lifelong guru, Marilyn Roth. I love her so, so much. My hands on my heart. That's why I'm going, I still see Marilyn today for continuing education. That's why I call it continuing education on self-awareness and personal growth. I see her every now and then, you know, for like tweaks and stuff, but I also go to group therapy every week, pretty much every week. And that's really about just, again, continuing education on learning about yourself. Marilyn was the first person who started to give me the tools to heal and to be a better me. Cause you know, and it's when I first went to her, I'm like, it's all him. It's him. He sucks. And really it's all about me. That's when I first realized per her teachings that it is always about you. And yes, the ex-husband had a few things to take responsibility for. Mm-hmm. But the only way I was going to get anywhere was to start looking at myself, which was really the beginning of my lifelong work on self-awareness. But I'm human, and I'm work in progress. Hence, move on to marriage number two. I was married the second time for 19 years, and we also accomplished a lot in those 19 years. We're together like 21 or something like that. We had two terrific children together. And I worked on my career and I learned a lot about myself during that time. But as I said, you know, we're all work in progress. So, you know, the marriage was complete. I love that word. It was complete after 19 years. It was done. The complete business. That was, uh, Marilyn taught me that. 
makes you feel like less guilty instead of, oh, I got divorced. Oh, I suck. It's like, no, the marriage was complete. But while I was working on myself and I was growing and I was trying to heal, let's not bullshit here. Divorce sucks a big fat wad. Each of my divorces sucked. And sucked isn't really even the appropriate word, but I don't care you know, if you wanted the breakup or you didn't want the breakup. It's heartbreaking. It's devastating. It's jarring, draining, depressing, and downright sad. Now, how long you stay in those feelings depends on you and how you want to handle yourself through this life-altering event. So what I have for you are the five stages of divorce and tips on how to handle each stage. Remember, though, these are just my projections. That's all we can always give. Advice really is projections. My experiences, my truths, they're not necessarily the truth or certainly your truth. They just worked for me. So listen with an open heart, an open mind, and see what might resonate with you. Okay, let's start from the beginning of divorce or the beginning of any breakup. Stage one. At this stage, some people are asking themselves and they might ask them fr- their friends. God knows I did. <laughs> people I didn't even know I would practically want to come up to and ask, should I get a divorce? I'm miserable. That's the question you ask yourself. Should I get divorced? I'm miserable. Or you might say, should I break up with this guy or girl? Things aren't perfect. So I always say, if you have to ask you're not ready. Just like if you have to ask, should I marry this guy? You're probably not ready or you have some sort of doubt. For many people, this beginning stage of misery awareness is the start to the consideration that maybe being apart might be better than being together. This is really, really, really a painful place to be because perhaps for the first time in your life, in your relationship, you're actually considering a life without your partner. Your picture is changing. And for me, I was always about the picture and it was super painful to change it. Now, this this didn't happen overnight. As you know, it's not instant. You know, maybe you've been in denial for years or maybe you've let issues and arguments, most likely, and hurts pile up and you haven't worked through them together. Whatever the case, it has now created a divide between the two of you. At this beginning stage, I always recommend therapy. I absolutely believe in therapy, as you know by now, and believe that healthy relationships benefit from therapy. And troubled ones can be saved by therapy. So if you haven't had therapy together, or if you haven't had therapy alone, you're at stage one of the breakup, get it now. Therapy can help you on so many levels. Number one, it can give couples the tools that you never had to communicate and deal with your issues and or it can give you the tools that you need to look at your own shit. Because the truth is, even though again, I'm going to say this a 100 times till the day I die, even though it seems like it's all about your husband or your wife, you know, you found yourself contemplating breaking up. God knows it's not about me. It's actually all about you. Take that in for a minute. Always remember, never forget, everything is always about you. Meaning, every feeling you have is absolutely 100% your feeling. Every reaction you have is 100% your reaction. Every issue you have is 100% your issue. Now, that's not to say, this is really important too, that your partner didn't push your buttons or does not bear total responsibility for his actions. He does. Now, I'm just saying he, just, just go with me. Could be she too, but just, you know, for the sake of the podcast. It just means that you got to work on yourself and grow yourself and heal yourself to better yourself. You got to own and take responsibility for whatever issues you have within you that you brought into the relationship. 
Now, why the hell would you want to do that? One, you get to grow and you get to evolve. Two, you get to do it different next time and attract a healthier relationship and feel better. So the best advice for stage one of breaking up is to get therapy. This builds a support system for yourself. You have to have a support system. Added bonus, lean on your really good friends at this time and add them to your support system. You're going to need them. Stage two of breaking up or divorcing is the stage where you actually talk to your partner about separating or breaking up. Now, for the person initiating, this is the moment where you are riddled, most likely, with guilt, but you know deep inside your core that this is the right thing to do for the betterment of your soul. And if you have kids, you know it's the right thing to do for your kids. Of course, this kid thing just adds a buttload of guilt and complication, but at this point, you've given it so much thought, you know that your kids are better off in a peaceful environment with divorced parents than in an a chaotic environment, or in an environment of unhappiness. Still, it is so hard to face the guilt. In the beginning of this stage, it's going to be so hard to even say the word divorce. I, I still hate the D word, but you know, it is what it is. I avoid, <laughs> I avoided saying the D word for months and months because I had such shame attached to it, you know? Like, only bad people get divorced. Only screwed up people get divorced. But in time, trust me, that shame and guilt and weirdness with the word goes away. Trust me. This is also the time when you want to start looking at your life as a single person. Start taking control over your finances. Get your banking information, your account numbers, figure out a budget. Because remember, now you're only going to have one income. So this is super important. Look at where you live. Figure out if you can afford to stay there. This is the necessity. This is the necessary housekeeping that needs to be done for you, for you to be in charge of your life all by yourself. This is part of getting your power back and getting you out of the victim dumps. So the best advice for stage two is face the guilt and trust your instincts and do your housekeeping. If you're not the one initiating, trust your instincts and be honest with yourself about the health of your relationship and the health of your relationship with yourself. See what you can own in the relationship. See what you want for yourself. If you're extremely hurt and in denial, ask yourself, why would I want to stay with somebody who doesn't want to stay with me? Let that person go. Stage three of breaking up is when you start to tell people. First, you start with your children. Oh God, that's so hard. But the best thing you can do for your children is to maintain a cordial relationship with your soon-to-be ex. Be peaceful. Sit down with him and talk about how you both will tell your children that you're getting divorced. Keep the kids number one. Don't argue about the little bullshit. Sit the children down together. You both should tell them that you're not going to be together anymore, but they're always going to have two parents who love them and who will parent them. There are many books on this, but this is you know, like a basic number one tip that we all sort of overlook because we're so emotional. Explain to your kids how their life will look now and reassure them that they are priority number one for both of you. Be nice to each other during this process. (laughs) I know I sound like a mother, be nice, Johnny, but it's so challenging. I know it's really, really hard. I think this is probably harder than saying I want a divorce because You know, on one hand, you're so filled with anger and fear and shame. But on the other hand, you want to be calm. You want to be centered and loving around the whole situation for the sake of your children. So many couples have trouble being kind toward their ex. And they're so wrapped up in anger and sadness, they cannot see straight. I'm not preaching. I have been there. 
This is so common, it's almost an epidemic. And we all know when this happens, the kids suffer. The best advice for stage three is keep your kids priority number one and save your snide, snooty, snarky, nasty comments and tone about your ex for your girlfriends who would love to hear it. Stay centered. Take yoga. Meditate and do your absolute best, everything you absolutely can to take care of yourself. Get massage, get plenty of rest. And by the way, I, <laughs> I talk about the massage because it's so important. I actually, I joined Massage Envy about this time, around stage two or three where, where I was in this divorce stage. And because, um, yeah, I was tight and everything, but I needed to be touched. I needed to be touched. And so, you know, I wanted to do it in a good way. <laughs> so, you know, I paid a stranger to touch me through massage. Okay. And I think that is not only okay, it's necessary. It's part of self care. Stay away from trying to numb yourself, you know, in red wine. It's okay every now and then. Trust me, I've been there, done that, but don't drown yourself in the bottle. Honestly, I prefer a half gallon of bluebell vanilla ice cream and Netflix, but you know, you do you, whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Just make sure that you're not overdoing you. Okay. Balance. Stage four, breaking up or divorcing is the legal bullcrap. Oh, man. This is where you and your lawyer negotiate with your soon-to-be ex in something called a marital settlement agreement. This is only for married couples, of course, but they call it an MSA for short. This negotiation time over your MSA is probably, I keep saying this is the worst, but really, it's probably the absolute most stressful part of divorce because you're trying to work out some sort of agreement with somebody whom you probably don't agree with on anything these days. But it's critical to remember, even though you're stressed and you're tired and you're angry and you're sad, it's super important to remain, remain peaceful and nice at least cordial to each other. So you can work out a deal without much interference from lawyers because lawyers equal money and stress. Hey, all your lawyers, thank you so much for helping me, but it's true. And you guys would admit it too. And right now, you know, you need all the money you can get. So swallow your pride and negotiate yourself as much as possible with your ex. If you two can come up with an MSA that you both aren't really happy with, then it's probably a very fair MSA. If you cannot negotiate without snapping each other's necks and wanting to kill each other, that's okay. Use a lawyer, but be prepared to pay. The best advice for stage four is work on an agreement with your ex without lawyers. If you can't get a good one. Stage five of breaking up is the actual breaking up part. This is where if you're dating, you move out. And this is where if you're married, you go to court before a judge and you get divorced. Whether you've been together a year or 19 years, this is an extremely emotional time. Try to keep your life as normal, as routine as possible. And if you're working on the day of your divorce or breakup, go back to work after you go to court or after you break up. This will give you an opportunity to get back on the horse of life, maybe cry on a few shoulders and get, you know, a desperately needed distraction and hug. I remember feeling very, very strange on divorce day. Like I was having an out-of-body experience. This was such an emotional, there was so much emotional energy leading up to this day. I didn't cry on the actual day and that's okay. So cry if you want, don't if you don't. The best advice for stage five is keep your day as normal as possible and allow yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling and remind yourself this too shall pass. I know you're not going to believe it. 
but you will wake up the next day and the sun will rise. Keep leaning on your support system. And the fastest way to get out of your depression or sadness is do something kind for someone else. This is a great tip. Ask somebody else how they're doing and mean it. Getting out of your own misery by being kind to someone else is magical. The aftermath of divorce or breakup, as I like to call it, the after party, are the weeks and months that come later. You are going to have some good days when you're like, I got this. And you're going to have some bad days where you're like, I suck. I'm lonely. I'm never going to be able to handle this all by myself. And I'm never going to find anybody again. On those days, call a friend. Give yourself a pep talk. Remind yourself of all the good things in your life and remind yourself of the courage that you had and that it took for you to leave something that wasn't working anymore. But the most important thing you can do after a breakup is practice loving yourself. And I say practice because it ain't easy. Practice loving yourself, self-care yourself. That means speaking nicely to yourself, making time for yourself, seeing your friends, do stuff you never made time to do, like to hell with the housework and go out with your girlfriends. I have plenty of I suck days after my divorce, plenty of feeling sorry for myself days, but I really poured on the self-care. I told you, remember, I got I got massage memberships because I was dying to be touched. I took up ballroom dancing because I wanted to push myself to do something out of my comfort zone. And I started to do things differently with my kids. And I tried to get more sleep. I also practiced asking for help and taking it, receiving it. All these things help me love a little bit more. And we all know no one can love you if you don't love yourself first. All right. So to recap, stage one, get therapy. Stage two, trust your decisions. Stage three, speak nicely about your ex, or at least be neutral. You can trash them all you want to your girlfriends. Stage four, negotiate with lawyers. Oops. Stage four, negotiate without lawyers if you can. Stage five, get back to your life and the after party, self-care and self-love. That's it, guys. Good luck with your life transition. And remember, you will not only survive this with work on yourself, you are going to be a better you. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.